welcome back, it's me again, Ryan McLeod, and this is episode number 20 of Creative Chit Chat. Number 20. I wasn't even really sure we'd get to 20. But uh, the podcast seems to be going from strength to strength. Um, we've got some more amazing guests lined up in the next couple of months and some more exciting stuff happening. So yeah, long may it continue and we can keep this rolling and, and keep building up that the bank of content that's actually now quite significant. But yeah, this week my guest is artist and illustrator Sofia Sita. Um, she's Italian and she now lives in Dundee and she was part of the fantastic DCA Thompson exhibition where a whole bunch of artists collaborated with the, the sort of back catalogues and some of the artists of, of DC Thompson to create brand new works of art. And it, um, it was on, I think it finished the end of February in the DCA. Um, we talk about her involvement in that and going through the back catalogues and, and the, the sort of process involved in it and the thought process behind it all. Uh, and it's really fascinating. So we chat about that, her sort of plans for the future, and we also dive into to how she goes about getting work. So after she moved over from Italy, how she started to build up that client base, which is, is really quite interesting and it's completely different to, to anyone that I've had on before. But yeah, before we before we dive in, thought for the week is V&A related. I was driving past it this week and I just saw this. So I came under the bridge and this it feels like a, a sort of stealth bomber type spaceship thing that's just sticking out of the ground over the hordens, which think are getting taken down relatively soon but it just looks amazing it looks fantastic um and further than that they're doing the, the open doors tours and creative dundee were in at the weekend and filmed the whole tour so i put the link to it in the show notes uh, if you do want to check out the tour it's about 35 minutes long but uh, definitely worth even just skipping through to see some of the the angles and the the sort of spaces and the shapes that the building's creating and the, the sort of inside of it and the terracing, it's all really fascinating. And also a bit more bit more tongue-in-cheek, there was a video released this week called V&A Wars uh, by one of the, I think it's the, the head of graphic design at DJ CAD, Gary Gowans. And it's basically a still of the V&A uh, in its current state and then a little bit of... Uh, Star Wars-esque animation added to um, and it's brilliant, uh, really worth a look and it's become well, whatever a, a viral hit is these days. Um, yeah, it's gone a bit nuts on social media and been shared everywhere so it's uh, definitely worth a minute of your time so go and check that out as well in the show notes. So yeah, time to get on to the podcast. This is episode number 20 and this is Sophia Sita. So basically I studied in Italy, the, I did my Bachelor in Fine Art in Milan and uh, my Master in Editorial Illustration in Bologna. Then I came here in Dundee but just because my boyfriend was Dundee here. It's so funny, <laughs> so, so many people you ask why they came to Dundee <laughs> the and it's, n- it's never their choice, it's always <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my partner, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my wife, uh, got a job and I just ended up coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the classic story but yeah, I just came here for my boyfriend but then I realised that Dundee is 
small city, but for me it's fine because I come from a small city as well, so it's not like... Uh, so what city was that? Uh, Ferrara. I come from Ferrara, it's near Bologna. Yeah, ju- I just realized it's a really nice city because also for the creative field, so there is a lot of going on as well. So I just, also because uh, as a freelance, I didn't think uh, about this, this mm, the city, uh, because uh, as a freelance I can work uh, by email, so I can work basically around the world, but if you have the client, yeah. <laughs> so you were a freelancer before you left? Italy then, so you were working? Kind of. I mean, I didn't work uh, for agency or full-time job in the creative files, so I just stopped, uh, I just finished my study and came here. And uh, my aim was to start to work as a freelance illustrator. So at the beginning I was really, really confused, so I just passed my half here, here in the like proposing myself for every kind of job, like graphic design, even if I didn't study properly graphic design. So like, uh, I studied a bit in university, but I I studied properly illustration. Yeah, I think I did it only because I was too much afraid to draw again. So like, to try to do illustration as my real job. After a funny year uh, here and in the, I restarted to draw. Uh, I just put my myself like doing one one illustration a day, and even if it wasn't really good, it was rubbish. But at least I I restart to draw. And, and is that pen on paper? No, it was digital actually. I thought about a theme like I was looking for some proverb or idioms in English idioms and I just try to translate uh, in an illustration so in this way I could also uh, learn more about English as well so <laughs> it was like <laughs> uh, learning from every kind of field then basically I decided to start to do my portfolio for children and educational books so I just watch a lot of video, uh, a lot of like, and the Skillshare website is a website where you can learn a lot. And uh, I start to properly doing my portfolio for children educational books and I start last year to propose myself. And then in this meantime, I was starting also to do my illustration for magazine so my portfolio for magazine so basically i work uh, for magazine and children illustration or educational uh, book so how did you get the so say the magazine work how did that come about did you just approach a whole load of magazines or? yeah i sent a lot of email and you have also to to do some update as well so after four months you resend every email and uh, with new work because even if they didn't reply to you at the beginning they maybe they uh, saw the email but for for them for now it's no but at, in the future could be a yes mm-hmm. and yeah i have like a database with all the contacts and how, how many do you reckon are in the database 500 Five. yeah <laughs> it was 
Uh, it was a, a job really to also select all the contact mm. and uh, because all the magazines are different and uh, there is there are different topics and so you have to select as well the, the magazine. Uh, there is a, a lot of magazine who use illustration in the USA, so in the USA market. And uh, I had this contact from the graphic design uh, market book. It's a book where you can find magazine, agency, uh, gallery as well, uh, a lot of things and every contact. Also some tips from the magazine or the client, what uh, they are looking for uh, or how much they pay. Uh, so it's like a Bible of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the magazine or whatever it is. And did you have to buy that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can get it like on Amazon or yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, there are every every year there is a new edition because they also update every every content. There will be a new magazine as well every every year. So if you just uh, for for instance, I just take the 2014 book for the for the beginning just because I wanted to see how was it and if worth it or not and now I have the 2017 so just so how many people did you get so you sent say, say 500 emails out <laughs> um, how many did you get back well uh, actually more than the children books and the educational books I wouldn't expect that but yeah I had uh, a lot of reply maybe uh, some of them were like I know because they didn't touch that file or that topic mm-hmm. but a lot of them was like oh we are interested so we are coming back so when you say a lot is that 10 is that 100 oh yeah that- so maybe a hundred for me it's a lot because um, uh, for example children books you don't have any reply (laughs) or maybe you have a few reply and it's usually it's a no (laughs) like "Mm, yeah okay but like one in five is a pretty good good ratio (laughs) Oh, you also, I mean. <laughs> and so, in that, in those emails, in that contact that you make, um, what what do you send? Do you send links to your portfolio? Do you put images in the emails? Mm-hmm. Yeah, both. Uh, I mean, I write a really short email because basically our director are really really busy, so they don't really have time to read all the email. And uh, so, I put my website. Uh, the link on my website, but I put also some image, like for image, so they can when they read the email or this, so they see the email, they can also see the image. If they are interested about the image, they can do, they can go the to the website. Yeah. I've chatted to a couple of illustrators now, yeah. and I'm sort of most interested to, to understand how a style is created because. Each illustrator try, tends to take their style and make it their own, mm-hmm. and that's their sort of unique identifier, and that's why people were drawn to them, and, and yeah. why they, they often why they get work because these people see a particular style and think I I want that. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm interested to find out where where do you think your style came from and how has it developed sort of over time? Well, I think it's a lot of inspiration. I still not think I have a proper style and it's still okay. developing. Yeah. But it's uh, about a lot of inspiration, but you don't realize uh, when uh, you are doing. I think you realize after a bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only thing to do a stylist and to have a stylist draw and keep going. And I was really, for example, the last year I was really, really stressed about the style because I didn't have one. I still not don't uh, not feeling I have one. Mm-hmm. But just when after you realize, oh, I just have to keep going and don't don't bother about the style. It will come up and you just make your life easy. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> So it's like a confidence thing. If you you have that confidence in your own style, it makes your life a bit, a bit yeah, easier. Yeah, well, basically the style is something you, uh, something similar in every illustration. So, for example, for me, it could be the pen marker or uh, could be also in some illustration I use every time the, the food, but only because I really like food. So just <laughs> for that reason, could be be also one thing you saw from another illustration but or another illustrator and you put in your own way in the illustration illustration so your your sort of process if you were to get a, a job in mm-hmm. um, how does that that work is it pen to paper is it always digital do you sort of start by sketching how does that work well, uh, sometimes uh, sketching on paper, but basically when I start to sketch on paper, it are really rough uh, sketches, uh, which I can understand only me. So <laughs> they are really, really bad. And uh, after that, I put on only in digital, so also the proper sketch and uh, the color, the trial color, and then the color. But for magazine, I have a process like uh, brainstorming. So if I have the article and I will think, I would think about the message I want to transmit and uh, write down some words related to it uh, and trying to sketch it. Uh, so to do a visual interpretation of that, then put all on digital. Yeah. Rather than the children illustration, just I'm thinking about I think about a uh, like uh, an episode of a fairy or uh, I don't know uh, yeah I just sketch I don't do re- uh, a lot of brainstorming about it so it just depends of the commission or and so on on digitally is it Illustrator that you use. Uh, no, or? I use Photoshop. I I know Illustrator, mm-hmm. and uh, I at the beginning I start to use it because it seemed like quicker, but it's not right. I mean, it's quicker for some Illustrator, but it's not quicker for me. So I just keep going with uh, Photoshop as well. I think yeah, it's about that though. It's finding the right tools for yeah. you as long as you can get it to 
the standard and the area that you wanted to get it to mm-hmm. and that it's fine for printing out and doing all the, the rest of the stuff then it, it, it doesn't really matter what the tool is no yeah exactly it's how you are faster with that tool faster especially for magazine because sometimes the commission could be for today for tomorrow so if you are faster it's a really good uh, a really good thing you said that you you don't think you have a really well-defined style. But I would argue that if I was walking down the street mm-hmm. and I saw a piece, I could tell if it was yours. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, even if you... Thank you. Looking at your your website and, mm-hmm. like, the, the stuff you put on Instagram and all the rest of it, it's, it's got a very specific aesthetic. Okay. And uh, even the, the colour palette. Is no, it, yeah. like, a sort of conscious choice of colours that you use throughout? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean... Uh, I really love the orange blue, um, uh, the orange blue colors, but I'm trying to <laughs> to uh, to do also other color palettes because uh, also when you choose a color palette, it's you transmit a different uh, different message rather than another. So I'm trying to push myself and use other color palette also for that reason but yeah basically the color palette I'm using is mostly similar to the color palette of the pen marker so they are bright color also because I like it so I start to use the pen marker at the bachelor my bachelor so in fine art and painting so basically I was doing paintings but with pen markers, not with brushes or acrylics and so on. And then I just keep going with uh, also the digital stuff. So I, I feel more free with the pen markers. Yeah. <laughs> so where do, you get, where do you get your inspiration from if you've... Say you've got a commission to do and you're, you're looking for something, where would you go? Uh, it depends, but basically I have a sketchbook where um, I just doodle something. Like I play with the shape of, I don't know, a face or I play with the shape of a, a body, a chair. Or but And when I come up a commission, if I can... I just so see in this sketchbook if I can recycle something. <laughs> if I couldn't, <laughs> I will just write down some some words and see if uh, I can do an illustration from them. Basically, the most of the time I do a brainstorming. For example, today, but I will think in again about it uh, the day after because I'm more fresh and basically the most of the time I, I find the idea the day after so um, I think uh, it's a good idea to also uh, make like change your mind I mean uh, go for a walk or mm-hmm. go for a run whatever and just don't think about it so but do you have like I don't know books or like I don't know do you use Dribble or Behance or anything like that to, for inspiration. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I have um, basically a fold 
full of uh, illustrator or uh, uh, artists who uh, who use collage. So in this in this period, I'm really into the collage thing, okay. artists and also other artists of street art, psychedelic artists or you know pop surrealism. African, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so is, is that a physical folder? No, it's digital. So it's uh, in my computer or I have some words on Pinterest. And yeah. So it just depends where I, can, I want to see the different inspiration. Yeah. Obviously you're involved in the, the DCA Thompson exhibition. Yeah. So how did that come about and what was that? What was that experience like? Well, basically, I was really lucky <laughs> because um, I've been to the DC Thompson archive one time last year, but just because one one of my friends knew about uh, knew the editor and chef, the Michael Stirling uh, of Bino, and so he did uh, a tour for me in the DC Thompson archive. I put uh, some picture in the um, in the Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, then the art curator Graham, who was one of my friends in Facebook, and we met before because I applied for a gallery assistant job, but I didn't get the job, and <laughs> he asked me if I would like to be involved with the exhibition, but actually at the beginning I just. I didn't realize it was an exhibition in the DCA. I I thought it was like a print or a collaboration with the the print studio. So when I went to the DCA and realized it was a group exhibition at the DCA, I was, seriously, why me? (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, this was last year, so one year to organize all the exhibition and uh, then we went another time to the DC Thompson archive with the uh, the other artists as well so it was um, a way to me also to meet the other artists and I just started to uh, develop some ideas about the DC Thompson because the main thing who Graham, uh, Graham uh, told us it was, yes, it's uh, about Bruns or Vino or the DC Thompson comics, but we are also contemporary contemporary gallery, so we, you don't have to do basically the Bruns or you don't have to be uh, to do the Vinos. Uh, so I just thought about something related to the comics. So for example, the Bruns, as is representing the Scottish family. So I thought about uh, to do a Dandonian families or something like that. In every project, uh, basically art project, I like to involve people as well. So I just thought about a way to involve people also in this project. At the beginning, I thought about do some social meals around this. So. Mm-hmm. I thought about this idea because in Italy, especially, we used to meet, uh, family used to meet uh, uh, each other in front of a really big meal, so I thought it could be interesting. 
But then I thought about, uh, more about the bronze and uh, how to do memories uh, or uh, families uh, in, inside of Dundee. So like Dundee, uh, the, it was the house of the family and the citizen of the uh, citizen were the family of Dundee. So yeah, basically I did um, the sofa. I mean the. A mural in the exhibition uh, in the DCA gallery and it's actually my childhood sofa because living room because it's part of my memories so and then I did a call for different people uh, for everyone to have a selfie in front of the sofa before the exhibition started because I would select it uh, 25 por uh, selfie and to be painted and exhibited in the exhibition but also people could still go in uh, they could uh, go uh, to do some other selfie as well after the the cold so so you then illustrated was it 25 you said yes yeah. uh, I noticed that the so the style of those illustrations are mm -hmm. quite different to the your sort yeah. of editorial mm -hmm. style what was the sort of thinking behind? Yeah, well, basically, as, and um, in my mind is every time uh, everything is divide. So the art, street art, street art stuff, the illustration, and also some like illustrated object. But that's fine. This portrait were inspired by my previous work from the bachelor. So. When Graham, uh, Graham asked me to do the painted portrait, and I just uh, show him what it, what was the style uh, I used to go uh, to do the portrait, and he's he said he wanted that style, so I just did it. Yeah, well, because yes. it still maintained that the same color palette, that mm -hmm. really vibrant, bold color that I think's quite prevalent in all your work. Yeah. So and that sort of yeah tied it together really nicely. But yeah, it was a bit more. Yeah, the realistic. shape are yeah. quite different. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can see all the the sort of the, the felt marker lines mm -hmm. and everything in it, and it adds that little bit to yeah. it because it sort of sets it off from the the wall mm -hmm. illustration, which is a lot flatter. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's only because it's it's a different project. So, mm. for example, for illustration, I don't use a really realistic style because. Uh, if you do, I mean, I feel like if you do a relaxing style, you don't put yourself in that person or that kind of, yeah, that the person in the illustration. But if you do like um, simplistic style, even if you have the same kind of uh, hairstyle or I don't know the same color of the the hair you thinking about oh it's me or uh, kind of me or whatever so it's just a different project yeah mm. so in that kind of in the dca thompson I, it was more about people and how you can recognize people i mean uh, the people came in that this in the exhibition could recognize themselves in there so because a lot of the the projects that you've done is is based around people mm -hmm. and yeah. around their sort of stories and things like that. Is that what really interests you? Is yeah, no, definitely, yes. 
because uh, basically my thought is the 20th century artist can be like for my in my opinion can be the artist in the studio just painting I don't know their stuff but have to be uh, attending to people so involve people also because in this way you make people more aware about art mm -hmm. so like you yeah you make people more near to the art um, so do you feel there's a sort of social responsibility there as an artist and an illustrator kind of yeah. <laughs> i didn't think about it but yeah kind of in, for me yes but just because i find fun as well to involve people and to see how people react to it but as well it just depend depend of the project because for example the bruins and the dca thompson was kind of a fun thing so in, rather than another project I did where it was more serious, I, I involved people as well, but it was more serious because uh, I asked two people to write down some sentences or some thought about uh, if they uh, suffer so for something, like could be also like broke, uh, uh, broken from your boyfriend or uh, girlfriend or could be also a loss of the job or whatever. So it was, I can't, it just depend of the project because that was more serious, but involving people as well. And the DCA was more, more fun, so. In your work and in your practice, um, where, where do you want to go from here? What's, what are your goals, what are your ambitions? And, and yeah, what do you want to do? Uh, <laughs> good question. Well, for a magazine, I know I want, I would like to be, to do my illustration, the, my proper job. Mm. So, yeah, my ambition is that for, at the moment. Even only provide uh, for myself, it could be a really good achievement. So this is not, illustration is not full time for you at the moment? Well, I'm doing some workshop as well, so I'm a freelance tutor as well in Fulcan Art Centre or in different festival. And so I'm doing courses or workshop of illustration. But yeah, it's not um, my... Uh, I'm just doing different stuff. Mm. So it's not like uh, my principal job, but I would like... It would be, I mean, in the future. Or, <laughs> and you've, you've sort of done, like you've done a lot of mural stuff and big scale and small scale okay. things. What's, so is, the, is it the editorial thing that gets you really excited and that's what you want to do, like the, the magazine type illustration? Well, uh, I would like to keep going to both parts. Okay. But only because I... I really like to change sometimes, so if I get bored about a uh, magazine, I can change and do another project of street art or whatever. And uh, I think it's a, a really good thing of the freelance work, so you can really change a lot of projects. And uh, But yeah, for example, the mural stuff is, is longer, uh, 
a longer project. It depends on the commission, of course, but if it's a project, it's a, a longer one. So maybe after a while you start to hate it because it's <laughs> or um, for a magazine it's really fast. So you're just thinking about the idea and it's done. I mean, in from a week or a month it's done. So and yeah, I just would like to keep going with most of stuff. Yeah, I suppose it is good to have that variety and that. <laughs> So that you can yeah you can spend a bunch of time on one thing and really focus in on it yeah or you can just get something and go uh, I'll do that and then it's gone <laughs> disappeared it's nice it exists yeah. in the world it's it's done um, yeah I can see the appeal of, of both those things mm-hmm. um, so what do you find is the most difficult thing about being a freelancer well for for now it is uh uh, the money. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, you have to find work every time. So at the beginning, it's really hard because you have to find clients. So you are really stressed about, like, if you did a commission, then you have to think about to find another commission as well. But also another difficulty is uh, difficult um, for me is find the idea because every time I struggle to not to find the idea I have a lot of idea but maybe it's not so original or creative so I just have to think about more and more about an original idea and for now it's the money and the idea so yeah. <laughs> well, I think money is a, it's an issue for every freelancer it's that <laughs> thing that niggles at the back of your head all the time and it's that constant turnover of, of work. Mm-hmm. And as you said, and not only do you need to keep going with the work you're doing, but you need to be thinking about one the job, yeah. two jobs ahead, three jobs into the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is difficult. So one of the, the questions that I've been, I've been trying to ask everyone now because it, it's mm-hmm. come up quite a lot, is the, it's about the concept of success. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always the most difficult question I think that we end up discussing in the chats in your opinion would you say that you're successful well I don't know <laughs> uh, I really don't know I mean it's uh, uh, it's really hard question because I think the success is not like a boom it's a, an ongoing thing so if you are resilient and you are constant in your work you will have some results. It's not like a boom thing and you have a success like in one day. So I don't really know if I'm successful, but anyway, I just realized this thing that uh, it's not like from today to tomorrow, you will have uh, really a lot of success, uh, success, but um, you will develop it. So... I don't know if I answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting because everyone's got a sort of different measure of, okay. of what I think it is. And, and I think a lot of the chats that I've had and the, the outcomes of it is that it doesn't necessarily matter. Mm-hmm. As long as you can keep creating, you can keep doing the work that you love doing, then that's enough. But yeah, it's often about the externals, about people's opinion of you and mm-hmm. whether they see you as, as a successful, which 
doesn't necessarily matter. Mm. Um, but that's so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that is kind of hard to not thinking about what people think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Especially when the, like the creative industries, the nature of it is you produce and you promote and you yeah. put it out into the world. So therefore, it's inevitable you're going to have opinions Mm-mm. coming back. Yeah, and definitely. Critique and the rest of it. When you sort of made that that move from from Italy over to Dundee, what were your first impressions of of the city? Well, or did you have any sort of previous knowledge of what it was like? Or well, yeah, the the year before I was coming here in Dundee to visit my boyfriend, so like different weekends, and uh, so I really liked Dundee also because it was it seemed like a really nice city, small, but. Uh, with a lot of going on, so I really liked that kind of. Also, it was I didn't know if I was lucky or no, but every weekend it was sunny, so <laughs> I knew about the city a little bit, the city uh, before to come here. But yeah, when I came here, I just took I think one month to looking around and uh, also search on internet what kind of event it was. For example, when I came here, I just went to the sustainability jam from the university. And I I saw also the Creative Dundee and the Pecha Kucha Night. So I just saw a lot of events and a lot of creative thing so I thought okay maybe it's the right <laughs> the right place to be as a city is I think it's really nice as well as a aesthetic but I'm not sure if I want to live here forever I mean I think we are going to move in two years or three so but not because I don't like Dundee only because I love travel so one of my dreams was living abroad, so I love travel also because I move a lot around yeah, the north of Italy when I was a child. Yeah. So where do you want to go? Where is your ambition? Good question. Uh, maybe one one place warm. <laughs> <laughs> I really miss the, the beach and the proper summer. For me, the proper summer. So, for example, uh, in Italy we used to go in on the beach w- uh, during summer and uh, so maybe a warmer uh, place but actually I fall in love also with Stockholm which is, is not really warmer <laughs> but uh, uh, my brother was studying there so I visit my brother twice and uh, I really love uh, really fall in love in Stockholm but anyway it will uh, our move will related to my boyfriend uh, job, so yeah, it just depends off. But you feel like you can do your job from from anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, basically, yeah. Well, uh, for now, I more I earn more from workshop and uh, courses, so it's not like a freelance uh, thing where you you can work from email. Mm-hmm. But I hope in the future I can do more freelancing like magazine or whatever uh, instead of workshop and courses. So mm. when you first came, you said you noticed that like there's a lot of creative things mm-hmm. going on. 
how did you find the creative community as a whole and getting involved with that? Was that intimidating or was it quite an easy thing to get involved in and were people quite welcoming or it was intimidating for me but only because I'm a shy people so I wasn't really good with my English so uh, I thought okay I have only to push myself and go because uh, otherwise I wouldn't know, uh, meet people and yeah, it was intimidating for me, but not for the people. I mean, uh, all the people were really, really friendly, so mm -hmm. it was fine. Uh, but it came, it came like step by step. I mean, not only in that month. Don't really get where where I started because I mean, I've been to the Pechacucha night on February of two years ago. Also because I did the cover of the Pechacucha. Mm -hmm was my first commission here in Dundee, so... <laughs> yeah, it, was, it came up step by step. Mm -hmm. I start to know who is that person, and... Uh, I, well, I met other person, creative people, and... that It was a building-up network, so... So now do you find that like pretty easy to do, to build upon that? Easier than at the beginning. So I'm also because I'm more confident uh, with my English as well. So I just feel more confident also to meet other people as well. Because so. yeah. I think even without having that, that language mm -hmm. barrier, people find it, can find it quite intimidating and quite difficult to, to come to a new place and integrate yeah. with with a, a community, especially if it if it's responsible for their livelihood to yeah. Yeah, if it's <laughs> gonna put yeah, food on the table type thing, then yeah, there's a lot more pressure on that making relationships and going doing it. But I think that there are enough things like as you say, the Picture Kutcher and mm -hmm. Make Share and Yeah, all the little events that are popping up that if you do go to enough of them, you start to see familiar faces. Yeah. Um, and you start to think, Oh, I actually maybe know half the people in here uh, <laughs> but I didn't know they were coming type thing. So yeah. it's I think that's one of the definite advantages of a city this size, mm -hmm. in that you, you're always going to know someone somewhere, as long as you put that effort in and make that jump at the start. Yeah. yeah. Especially for me as well, I think it's taken me a couple of years to get to that point where okay. <laughs> uh, it, it is, as you say, like a confidence thing, mm -hmm. and that you, yeah, I'm a lot more confident going out and meeting people in that, I'll happily go along to an event on my own now, mm -hmm. where, yeah, yeah a year or so ago maybe I wouldn't have done that <laughs> yeah. um, which again all just feeds into your, your practice yeah no definitely yes but also even know what that people are doing but I mean because I know a lot of person what they are doing but actually I didn't meet them so I like uh, I knew about them from making sure of Pecha Kucha so I I, I know them face and what they are doing but maybe I didn't talk to them I will talk to them sometime I don't know in the future <laughs> if people want to go and see your work or um, see you on social media where would they do that well in social media I have Facebook page is Sofia Sita and Twitter, Sofia Sita as well. So it's basically all the social media is Sofia Sita, so it's pretty, uh, easier to. And my website is uh, sofiasita.com, so it's pretty easy. 
Okay, well, yeah. thank you very much. And that was episode 20 with Sophia. Thanks to her for coming on. And if you do like the sound of our work, then do go and check her out on social media. Again, all the links are in the show notes. And if you enjoyed the episode, give us a tweet, a little like, a little share, go and tell a friend. All that great stuff is really appreciated and it helps us get the, the podcast out to a bigger audience in the creative community in Dundee and beyond. So thanks to you all who've been doing that already. Really appreciate it. And if you didn't enjoy it, give me a tweet. Tell me why. Tell me what I could improve on. Um, I really want to start a conversation and really get people's opinions. Uh, as we sort of grow a listenership, I think it's important for everyone to, to have a voice. So, yeah, let me know what you think. We're at CCC Dundee on Twitter and on Instagram. But until next week, goodbye.